Hey, Mr. Gill. It's Graham Zacharias in your world history class. And welcome back to part two of the Zacharias Show. The date is December 1st, 2020. And I'm going to explain the events that went down in the second half of the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. Now, reflecting on the last episode, the biggest question at we at ask ourselves is will Louis Zamperini survive knowing these brutal conditions of the Japanese concentration camps? Also, will he let his guard down and lose his human dignity like most people would, or will he remain unbroken? Now, the second half of the book covers in grave detail what hardships Louis faced in the war that would allow him to become unbroken. While reading this book, I uh, picked up on multiple underlying themes about Louis' perseverance and resiliency in the war. I feel like what truly makes this book so unique is its ability to demonstrate how one person, in this case Louis Zamperini, can work the capacity of the human spirit through just mental and physical challenges that no one would ever be able to overcome. Louis can be seen demonstrating this ability by having survived a ruthless Japanese concentration camp in Okinawa and another working in a coal and salt factory before being liberated by the United States during World War II. As mentioned in the last podcast, Louis and Phil were captured and held captive as POWs and blindfolded on the Kwajalein Islands. The Kwajalein Islands were better known to Americans as the Death Islands, but uh, they got a reputation for being the death islands by killing people and having the most number of deaths in Japan. The only thing they have to wonder about is their fate. The Japanese soldiers intake a kill-all order because the prisoners are ill and they will not be able to do intensive labor. So basically, in this scene, all the prisoners that are left at the Okinawa concentration camp they all have illnesses, except for Louis and Phil. Just because of this, they have to initiate a mass murder spree for all the POWs. Now, during this time, Japanese imperialism was being used to take control of the resources because of their struggling economy and due to their lack of resources. This is basically the main reason why the uh, Japan attacked the United States, which was basically to gain more land, which if they didn't, they would feel like it was destroyed against their national sovereignty of their country. A quote I found that connected to the scene was actually earlier mentioned on the book on page 43, and it's, it says, Japan's military dominated government and had long been preparing for its quest. Over decades, it had crafted a muscular, technologically sophisticated army and navy and through a military-run school system that relentlessly and violently drilled children in the nation's imperial destiny. It had shaped its people for war. Finally, through intense indoctrination, beings and decentralized of its army cultivated and celebrated extreme brutality of its soldiers. Now, in the third part of the book, uh, it really talks about the bird and Louis' connection and how it connects to the thesis. Now, the bird is described as a ruthless prison guard who puts specifically Louis in emotional and physical torture.
He does this by pushing his human limits to the max capacity and attempts to break his human dignity. The bird can often be compared to people like uh, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, or General Tojo because he had a total lack of compassion for his prisoners, as he believes that his prisoners love and respect him for some reason, which makes him really delusional. So why do they call him the bird? Well, the prisoners just call him the bird because it doesn't really have or carry a negative, a real connotation or a negative connotation. And it doesn't really have meaning, but he gets the nickname for what he does. Louis gets tortured the most by the, the bird because Louis, or the bird figures out that Louis is an Olympic track athlete and he pretty much has the most to lose as far as his dignity. Now, some of the ways Louis was being tortured by the bird consisted of him running around a track for a mile because Lu the bird knew that Louis was an Olympic runner. And by doing this, this would torture him and wear away his mental and physical dignity. Because he was weak, he also was punched 222 times by the prison guards. One quote that I believe connects to Louis and really connects to Louis's survival is the last paragraph on page 286. It says, All his life, Louis has been fastidious about cleanliness. Now he was condemned to crawl through the filth of a pig's sty, picking up feces with his bare hands and cramming handfuls of the animal's feet into his mouth, to slave him from starving to death. Of all violent and vile abuses that the bird had inflicted upon Louis, none had horrified and demoralized him as this did. If anything, it was going to be shudder me, Louis thought. This is it. Sickened and starving, his well of fraying wire. Louis had only faint hope that the world's end and a rescue to keep him going. I feel like this quote really fully demonstrates the idea of the limit of the human spirit. And Louis Zamperini is definitely one of breaking those boundaries and are what will allow him to become unbroken. Now... Louis and Phil experienced a lot as they stick together as prisoners of war in the Japanese concentration camps. They were both held captive prisoners in the Kwajalein Islands and were at this point in the story now being transferred to the Neoitsu POW camp in northern Japan until they were liberated. The POW camp was, however, different than any other. There, Louis and other prisoners were forced to shovel coal and salt until they worked themselves to death. Now, this was the whole point of just Japanese prison camps. It was to strip them of their dignity and make them weak until they basically die and kill themselves just for working. This war was going to be Louis's last shot at redemption, proving that he will not be able to come unbroken. One of the major events in the story... Um, was when the bird ordered Louis to lift a heavy wooden six-foot beam over his head. Yes, that's crazy, considering how much physical torture he's been through. This scene is Louis's true test of redemption. He knows that he has already made it this far, so why give up? One thought-provoking quote in the book happens when Louis was to hold up the wooden beam over his head. If it drops, it he dies. On page 296, five more minutes passed, then ten. Louis's arms began to wave and then go numb. His body shook, then the beam tipped. 
The guard jabbed Louis with his gun, and Louis straightened up. Less and less blood was reaching his head, and he began to feel confused. His thoughts gauzy, the camp swimming around him. He felt his consciousness slipping, his mind losing adhesion until all he knew was a single thought. He cannot break me. I really feel like we get to see Louis' just personal perspective and his experience and uh, what Louis knows to prove himself. If I were to put myself in Louis' shoes, honestly, it would be tough to demonstrate the values of never giving up. His resilient optimism was so different from the normal person being just because he was able to overcome the most disheartening situations and he would not allow the Japanese soldiers, especially including the bird, to dishearten him. He really carried the same sense of resiliency throughout the rest of the war. Now, the main conclusion. There are many reasons why I love this book, Unbroken, and one of the many reasons is that Louis just never lost his hope throughout the entire book and maintained his dignity. After Louis was able to prove himself to be unbroken, he had his hopes up for what was going to happen to him. An air raid had occurred across the Pacific in the Natsui prison camp. It was basically the, what occurred in the Pacific Ocean and the American POWs were outbursted in joy. And this was the scene where a bunch of B-24 American planes swarmed over the Pacific Ocean, dropped bombs on Japan, and Louis and all the other POWs were finally liberated. Louis would be considered a war hero because he was relieved to be reunited with his wife, too, Cynthia. He had one final wish for his prisoner soldiers, the bird. Um, one quote was on page 352. It says, Louis had no idea what he'd become of the bird, but not felt sure that if he could get back to Japan, he could want him down. This would be his empathetic re reply to the bird unremitting efforts to extinguish him, his humanity. I am still a man. He could conceive of no other way to save himself. Louis had found a quest to replace his last Olympics. He was going to kill the bird. Now, in this quote, he doesn't actually kill the bird, but he has the intentions of killing the bird as the bird was attempting to kill Louis' spirit in World War II. Now... After the war ended, Louis was haunted with nightmares of the bird, and he suffered PTSD and what he experienced throughout the war. Louis Sylvie Zamperini, an American war hero in World War II, lived up to his potential by working the human spirit to its capacity, and I, would, I couldn't imagine any more, anyone able to work that human spirit more than Louis could. Now... This was based on a true story, The Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. And Louis Zamperini, he would actually um, run in the Olympics when he was older, which is what I figured out later in the book. And he sadly passed away on July 2nd, 2014, but will forever remain a war hero. Uh, if there's one theme about this book and what this book demonstrates, it's that they never give up in life. And just like Louis Zamperini, just to never become unbroken.